Okay. Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and um, <clears throat> I'm speaking to you from New York. Actually, the World Trade Center is right behind me here. Uh, uh, the uh, free hours, I should say it that way. And I um, hope everyone's doing okay. I probably will be joined by a pet in a few moments, says um, by my daughter's place in New York, and our friendly dog, Bamba, is going to jump on me here. Come on, Bamba. Okay, all right, so now he's happy. Okay, so hope everyone's doing well. It's the Thursday, the 26th of June. It's hard to imagine. It's almost going to be uh, February next Wednesday. So this will be the last time I'll speak to you in January. Um, in looking at some of the topics we have spoken about, we do speak about incidental omas. I've given talks about incidental omas and how we um, evaluate incidental omas. How do we deal with them? We talk about adrenal. We talk about pancreatic cysts. We talk about lung nodules. Uh, we talk about many different things. And then the, ch the challenge always is what's important? What do you follow? What don't you follow? If you're going to follow things, how do you do it? What do you do with an incidental three centimeter adrenal lesion in a patient who has no uh, known adrenal symptoms or no um, hypertension or Cushing's um, dual phase studies, more multi-phase studies for doing an adrenal washout or MR. Typically CT is the way to go. But those are incidental findings. So we know from looking at CTs, no matter why we do a CT scan, there's lots of things we can find that perhaps we really weren't looking for. And we speak about the challenges. There's something new that's become um, another thing thought about. Instead of the word incidental findings, it's what about opportunistic CT screening? Now, it's an interesting term. There's a really good article, Perry Pickard from Wisconsin, uh, state of the art in radiology a couple months ago. It's definitely worthwhile reading. And here's what you mean by opportunistic CT screening. And I think this opportunistic way of thinking about things is going to be especially popular as AI becomes more and more front and center. Now, you remember, if you've been around, in the, in, there was a period of time when CT screening was done. That is, you, you scanned the patient who was well, you were looking for incidental findings that provided information to act upon. You also know that we do many screening things with CT. Forget virtual colonoscopy, that's a small thing perhaps in terms of numbers, but coronary calcification scoring is a very big thing. So, but what else is there? If you think about it, if you have a CT scan of the chest and abdomen, and it's not for screening, it's for um, abdominal pain, chest pain, whatever the reason is, you look for the problem you're, that's at hand, or something unexpected. But when you talk about opportunistic CT scanning, it's trying to say that we need to look at many things on the CT in a more quantitative fashion. And so the point would be, if you thought about a CT of the abdomen, for example, and let's just say you, know, you had right lower quadrant pain, real appendicitis, and there was or there's no appendicitis, okay, fine. But you realize you could look at the liver, right? You could look at the liver for fatty infiltration and mild textural changes. Maybe the patient has unsuspected parenchymal liver disease and you can act upon that. You could look at the subcutaneous fat. 
maybe there's too much fat and maybe the patient has reasons for that overweight so they need to go on a diet diabetes whatever the reason might be something to act upon you'll see the aorta we talk about calcium scoring but what about aortic calcium if the patient has significant calcification it's one thing if the patient is 95 is another thing if they're 45 in this calcification what do you do about that? Do you look more carefully at their cholesterol? Do you put them, do you get a coronary CTA also? Or do you simply put them on the statins because they are depositing calcification in their vessel and you want to be proactive? We also talk about looking at the psoas muscles and paraspinal muscles. Can you talk about the patient's general state of health? Is the patient equal to their age or better than their age or worse than their age? We talk about also looking at the spleen, looking at size, and then looking at bone. Is the forgetting worrying about osteophytes or degenerative change? Okay, that's great, that goes with aging, but so what? But what about the trabecular bone? Is the patient osteopenic? You know, on CT, we sometimes comment on osteopenia, but most people don't. You appreciate the sagittal view. One of the companies, I think Zebra Technologies, actually um, got uh, approval and AMA. Um, a, 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 a code for scoring because osteoporosis is a real big challenge in older patients, particularly women who may not be that much older, because of all complications of vertebral collapse. Well, radiologists aren't that good at just looking, or maybe they don't pay that much attention, but it's hard to quantify. If it's really osteopenic, that's easy. But there's a whole range of things, and there's a range of normals. Should we be commenting on that? Now, what you can ask me very quickly then is, oh dear, if I have to, if I read the scan and now I got to comment on the bones for osteoporosis and the sub-Q fat and the muscles for a sarcopenia score and looking at and quantifying calcification and, and looking and quantifying the liver and the pancreas, I might be taking a very long time to read the study or I might be so focused on these opportunistic findings that I kind of miss the finding that is the reason the patient came to work. I think the way this is going to go and the reason, you know, a really good article as mentioned by Perry is because most of the things I mentioned from looking at the liver to measuring sub-Q fat to a sarcopenia score to a score for the spine is going to be automated. There's AI programs, I mentioned Zebra with the spine, but there are other companies beyond Zebra that can do it as well. Um, we mentioned everything quantification. We talked about calcium scoring the heart. But what about calcium scoring? Okay, here's Baba, he wanted to say hi. Calcium scoring uh, in the aorta or iliac vessels. So I think the thing that you're going to see perhaps is this idea of being able to quantify things but have the computer quantify things. Now, I'm, now, we'll have to think out loud, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna follow patients over time to look for improvement? But remember, we get so many scans, and yes, it's only one time point, but perhaps you could make important decisions for that patient based on that single time point. The patient's osteopenic, you need to do something about it. There are new drugs that work really well. The patient has liver disease, what's the reason? This is something we do something about. Maybe it's dietary, maybe it's alcohol use, things we could do something about. 
patient has sarcopenia. Maybe the patient isn't exercising, or maybe the patient has other problems, dietary or what, that's limiting what they're able to do. So I think this idea about opportunistic evaluation, whether it's looking at metabolic syndrome or diffuse liver disease, whether it's looking at bone, are all things that are a really good way of thinking about things. Now, I will say, what's the biggest problem? Okay, there's no reimbursement, and that's going to be a problem. Okay, will there ever be reimbursement? Well, someone may say, hey, you're paid to read the CT scan. Quantification of things. If you say the patient looks osteoporotic, how osteoporotic are they? And is it something you're over-reading or under-reading? You need numbers. Remember, everything is numbers. When you do scoring with numbers, then you get rid of a lot of the individual variation and you get much stronger onto the um, onto, onto real science. So I think this article by Perry also made the point about potential barriers, made the point about intent and what we could see. And I think to me, that's gonna be what's exciting. I think the potential for using CT as a way of quantifying the study for health. It may be possible if you're so good at this, the patients will get a low-dose CT scan, non-contrast, that will look at 10 or 20 factors that impact on the patient's lives and will allow us to intervene when there's time to intervene and allow us to follow patients. So I think it's very interesting. Uh, I recommend you think about it, you read some articles about it, and pay lots of attention to it because I think it's one of the next big things coming along at CT. So with that, I'm going to stop there. I hope you like the view, um, and I wish everybody a great day.